Welcome to the Live Wildly podcast, a space where we explore how to live our wildest expressions while nourishing our hearts. Here, we cover all things motherhood, spirituality, health, wellness, and more. I'm your host, Olivia Ashley, a mama, intuitive, and seeker of a joyful, inspired life. Let's dare to live wildly. Well, here we are again, Liz, for another episode of our Soul Shine series. Hooray! I'm yeah. so excited. <laughs> me too. Let me just bring that energy forward because I really yeah. do love this time and connection and everything that comes through. I trust it. So hello to all you listeners. I hope you are all doing wonderful and enjoy this just as much as we enjoy doing this. So welcome to winter and holiday season. Wow. It has been a month. So I think this is just a great time to reflect on the year, celebrate what's happened with loved ones. And yet also this always comes with lots of emotions, feelings, sometimes bad habits, anxiety, overwhelm to say the least. And so today, Liz and I on this wonderful Soul Shine series episode, we are here to talk about how we're going to navigate our holidays, the big feelings, our well-being, traditions our families are doing, and just many more. And try to stay connected, grounded, balanced, healthy as best we can within ourselves and with the earth. So wow, what a task we are on as human beings in this time of life is yeah. Oh, so we're back and to ground us just back in. And I think starting off noticing and reflecting, you and I are here in the Northern Hemisphere. So we are in winter soon to be on the 21st of December. Well, and we're both in the Rockies, like different parts, but yeah. yeah. So we are getting blanketed kind of, we've only had one or two snowstorms, so we probably won't get more until it's like March-ish is February, March. We get a lot, but the sun is shorter and I'm craving my bed more and all the animals are going away. And yet I'm still seeing some bees and some random things out and about here and there, but I'm just feeling this call to slow down. So to kick us off with this, I'd say, let's start by talking about the winter season as this comes and we're heading into it and we'll be here for a while and just how we're faring so far. Like, what are we feeling? What's coming up for us? And then what are we bringing in to support ourselves as we move through kind of my intro of sun and energy and overwhelm and all the things. (laughs) Yes. For me, there's just a lot of this time in my life where I feel like I have a lot to get done in a short period of time that gets kind of built on with the holiday season. You know, we're stationary now and I'm working at a resort and this is the winter season. And that's when it's the busy season. It's the winter season because it's a ski resort. And so there's a lot of that piling on of things that need to get done before we get super busy. And we have not had a lot of snow, like just like you guys. And so there's been a little bit of a delay, which I'm secretly grateful for. Don't tell anybody, but only because it still gives me the time to kind of lay the groundwork and not feel that pressure so much. But for me, it really helps that I have figured out what works for me in those moments of freak out. So I always default to herbs for the powerhouses. And a lot of it is because I just, I love tea and I'm sure 
throughout the series, you're going to hear me talk about these herbs so much. And I know you love herbs too. So it's a nice little compliment, but the, the whole process of herbs, it almost makes you take a moment to slow down anyways. You know, I think about when I make tea and it's the water and thinking about what I'm even going to make. And then my hands always are cold on keyboards and just, you know, they're just always cold. So then wrapping my hands around my mug to get it warm and cozy. And then I smell the herbs and that really, even in a moment of just like, if I'm at work and it's just crazy, that moment just helps me to just ground myself again. And then these, these herbs are just, they're powerhouses anyways. There's just like so much benefit for us to even have them in our bodies or, you know, just around us. So um, one thing I have noticed though, that is something that is interesting with the seasons is that when it gets colder, I realize I don't take enough time to truly care for myself the way that I have found is the best for me. I just, I almost forget about how important it is. I used to wake up and do a really long process of just me time. And it was 45 minutes to an hour of hard workout, then 45 minutes of yoga, and then I would meditate after that. And it was a long process that was just dedicated to me, but those mornings were the best mornings. And I could then help everybody else throughout the rest of the day because I had already filled up my cup. And I didn't realize how important that time was until we got cold weather and I missed having that out because I loved being outside to do it and just missing that outside morning time. And so I really need to find a spot inside where I can um, maybe create it a little different or maybe the same, but somehow bring that energy in and still have that. Yeah. How about you? How are you finding the balance in this time and prioritizing everything. (laughs) So many light bulbs were going off when you were speaking about that of all the little things that I'm doing too. And just to the herbs, I think this is so funny because I, I see the burst of this coming to mainstream and yet it's something I've been using for so long that I would just be like, Oh, I get my medicinal cabinet. We get our tinctures. We get our I used to only do bag teas, but I, you know, I've up leveled, thankfully doing an herbalism certification, like, but I needed that. That's how I learn. And and so I'm feeling the same way with that, that warmth. I am so grateful for it that I learned this earlier in the year. And now I have a whole medicinal pantry essentially where like I've been being literally feel my heart going calendula because I'm like, there's no sun and this is sun in a cup and it (laughs) fills my heart and it's just so funny. I think the little things that I just used to do and didn't give much thought to, and now realizing the huge impact on my health, my happiness. And it's not like they're the cure all right, but I kind of feel like they are too, but it's, it's trusting that you're guided to where you need to. And if you're listening here, I feel like there is something probably gravitating towards your way, whether you're using herbs yourself or you're interested. So I think just listen, maybe herbs are not your thing, but I find just like food. I think they're just a compliment to food, to water, to life. Welcome to the planet. Again, like we are humans. 
we create the carbon dioxide, the plants create the oxygen and we just live. They've been here for billions of years before us. And we pretty much are here in thanks to them. So just even the sadness, I think that we're so disconnected and I'm kind of just going on a tangent, but this is what was coming up when you were talking because we're just disconnected and I'm feeling that I'm really, really starting to notice the disconnection in my days when I'm heads down on my computer, you and I are both working moms. We don't have the luxury and, and stay at home mom is just as much work, but you know, we don't have that space. We, we are accountable. We need to show up in a lot of different ways. And so I am having to take more time and attention to reconnect myself. And so I've been craving going barefoot and, and usually like I'm fine doing barefoot, but like at the park, we've had some sun and it was warm enough. And I, I had a moment of, I'm just gonna leave my shoes in the car and then thought where I was. And I'm like, there's hundreds of people around me. I don't really know if I want to do that yet. Like people are going to ask me. So I just went and then I took them off for a good hour and played in the sand with stone. And, and that was my thing. So I'm noticing one, kind of to your point, like what used to work isn't really puzzling into my life at this moment. And so I'm navigating, finding the little moments now to help myself. So dance parties have really become a thing of just, uh, my kids have a Tony box. That was the best gift someone gave us and just put music on like kids music. And I'm like dancing and my husband's looking at me like I'm a weirdo. And I'm like, boo. Yeah. It's not our music, but like, get it right. We got to enjoy it too. Weird is the best. You got to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> and lots of, um, baking and really feeling this pull to homemade to just want to create things and kind of get creative again. I used to paint all the time and I haven't done that. So again, introspection has been coming up a lot. And what's really, I think, helping is one, seeing the sun when I can. I walk every day, but that has been a struggle. I have to actively remember to get outside and go walk, which usually that's not a thing. I'm I'm out three, four walks a day. And right now, if I get one a day, I'm like, yes, I got it. <laughs> And gosh, I have a long list. I am really kind of getting into like the sauna and sweating. I got a sauna blanket last Christmas as I was, again, just trying to find ways to help support me. So I try to do that once a week. Or if I don't do that, I go to a hot yoga. And my body type, I can't do really intense workouts, really intense sweating every day. Not going to work. I will just fall down and not be a human. So trusting, like listening. Okay. I want to do this right now. Body oils. And I'm so, so dry feeling that hugely. So I love doTERRA. They have a night oil, body oil that I'm using, or just coconut oil, castor oil. Okay. Last time you talked about castor oil and I am over the moon about it. My skin is so (laughs) soft. I swear the like cysts that I could feel in my back, I don't really feel anymore, or they're definitely smaller. And so just trusting that, okay, when I I want this thing, when I want the tea, when I want that oil, when I want the blanket, I do it. And I'm kind of just flying by the seat of my pants. And I don't know if that's because, you know, three kids and jobs and lots of things, but I kind of like it. It's weird. I still have a routine, but just having more flow has released this I used to be very forced and get really rigid in my ways. Like, okay, I ate this and now I got to work out or I'm not okay if I don't do this. And I really kind of found this balance. I mean, I still get that way. Don't get me wrong. Like I need to do stuff, but I'm 
kind of pulling back and I have not started my morning routine again. It happens here and there. Yet what I did, and this has been fun, Liz, I got in a meditation. So I've been doing my little meditation at night with my eyes open because I fall asleep if I don't. That's new. Right. Totally new. I get the message, like, keep them open. And I'm like, okay, okay, what's the message? Like, I'm I'm tuning in, I'm clearing all the things. But if I close those eyes, I'm out. So learning, still flowing. But I got a message. It was like, instead of the morning kind of just being a monotonous, like kids fight to put TV on or want to do whatever. We haven't been really good at reclaiming that time. And I had this, it just came through as me get a coffee or a tea and play cards with them or put music on, do a dance party after a five minute meditation, do a Wim Hof breathing, and then go put my feet in outside and pick up dog poop. It's been so silly and trivial, but I was like, this is amazing. And it really has shifted the game. And the kids are like, what are we doing this morning? And I'm like, huh, what do we want to do? So just lots of, again, listening, just, can I listen? Mm -hmm. Can I accept these moments? Can I find the space in the busy day today to come back to myself? So I love that. Yes. Lots. And I feel like also nothing at all sometimes. So On that topic, I want to really more dive in about the themes of winter. So, and this is, you know, I think we all get a grasp and we've all gone through school mostly or been shown in our culture, right? We're kicking up for consumerism and Christmas and Hanukkah and like, what are we doing? But I really just, and same with you, I know you're right there, is wanting to reclaim the remembrance of our ancestral ways. What energetically is happening? What did our ancestors do? And so on this topic, let's talk about any practices or traditions that you like to do around this time of year. And also just what is winter for you when you think about it, when you feel into it, what does that mean to you at this time in your life? I really enjoy winter. And for the longest time, it wasn't necessarily because of the season of winter. It was more of what was going on during winter time. I went growing up, we just would have the best like family parties. And I have so many cousins. And so it was just playing with my friends all the time because of that. And so as I got older, I realized that the cold wasn't really what I enjoyed. (laughs) So, and then being on the road, we like would always be south. And so it was, I was able to find a new way of thinking more about like, okay, what is this time of year? And one thing that even in the RV that I, I kind of missed and really wanted to understand more about is the Christmas tree. Because I am a well-known tree lover and the like, oh, just cutting this tree down for a short amount of time. And then what do you do with it afterwards was something where I was like, why do I love this so much when it's kind of not necessarily amazing for the tree, right? Like if you're thinking about the life of this tree, whether or not it chose like, oh, I'm going to be a Christmas tree or not, you know? No. And And so before you go on, I just want to say I've been having that same thought and this year really is hurting my heart for the first, like I've known this and we've just had one from college was a reusable tree. My husband and I have never cut down a Christmas tree. Just one, we were broke college (laughs) kids. And two, now we just can't stomach it. But 
it takes so long for a little baby sapling to become this beautiful tree. <laughs> and we've already deforested so many of our forests. And I'm like, no, I just, I've seen cars driving with them and my poor heart just breaks. So someone please listen and fix this system and help us love our trees and yes, please continue. I just had to say it yeah. hurts too. Well, so my, but my question too is like, um, cause I, because I love Christmas trees and I love bringing that into the house. And so I've heard about people doing might just mess this up, but like reusable ones where they pot it and then you take it back and they replant it. And so like you can use it every, however long you want to use it, you know? And I like that idea, but then I, so then I was like, well, because I love it so much, what is the pull for me? Like, why am I, I'm, cause I, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting a Christmas tree and I don't want a plastic one. Mm -hmm. I want a real Christmas tree. So then I have to like research it so that I can understand like, what's this pull. And it really, it really helped me come to an understanding of like what this tradition, where it started. Cause I, I'm very much into like, okay, we have all these holidays and all like, what, what's the originality of them? Like where, where did it even start? Who, who decided that this was the day that it was going to be celebrated and what was the reasoning behind it, you know? And so um, when I look into just the Christmas tree, there's a lot of Christianity history and stuff, which is great, but I was looking for what it was before that, because in my research, it seems that Christianity has taken a lot of what was, you know, what they consider a pagan holiday and they transform it into their practices in hopes to convert people, which is fine. But what I noticed was that the the tree is actually from, you know, the Celts and Roman time, and it represents the life and harvest that people wanted to return. And so the evergreen plant was because it meant that it was all going to come back and it was honoring that life uh, that they did, that kept them, you know, going because food life, you know, the, the whole harvesting and everything like that, they wanted that to return. And so because they realized that the shortest day of December 22nd, that was, that was the shortest day. So that was the night that they would celebrate to bring the light back and they would honor the, you know, at that time, the sun God who they felt was weakened during that time. And then this was going to bring that all back to life. And understanding that of it's almost like we're going into this dark time and we're then being pulled into this longer days and you know every day gets longer after this and so it just it made me happier <laughs> and I've always enjoyed celebrating more of the winter solstice rather than just necessarily like a day for presence and everything. And so for us, it's more about, we still do celebrate Christmas and, um, but it's also celebrating just on December 22nd, we're going to get together with some friends and we're just going to celebrate the season and what, you know, just having good time and community. And so a lot of that is what I feel like winter does is it brings 
people together and it's, you're more inside. So you're closer together and you're, you're having that time of, instead of going out and doing activities, you're sitting around and you're talking and you're, you know, conversating about things. And so it's more about just celebrating each other and the winter that it is. And then the light coming back, which happens every year. And that happens with us internally too. Like we go through times where we go into this shadow part of our life and this darkness that we have to go through before we can come out the other end to, to grow and be, I mean, different people than who we were to begin with. I love all of this. And thank you for sharing that about the Christmas tree and its origins. I remember many years ago, learning about a lot of that and what, where it kind of stemmed from. And, and so would they decorate the tree? Is that essentially, but they wouldn't cut it down or would they? Yeah. It was all crafting though. So it was all, they would make their own tree, like tree decorations and everything. A lot of it was, you know, paper and uh, I'm sure the lights were candles and everything, but it was all just, yeah. Homemade stuff. But you know, so much better because to your point, We would love to, one, I'd love to have a tree. My idea is once we have more land, because I cannot plant a bunch of evergreens in my small backyard, we'll just have an evergreen forest and our HOA will come and (laughs) break them down. But I also, to your point of those crafting and those homemade things, I just thought of our, like the pollution, sadly, and the toxicity of the fake trees and all of our ornaments, sadly, and all just this way of life. We just don't think about it. And it's, and it's beautiful. And to my memory of my childhood, we always would cut down a tree. And I had the same, like, I loved it. I love decorating. I love the smell, the life that it brings into your home. I mean, it truly, it's a life force that is brought in and emanates itself into your space. But then January 4th, 5th comes and out it goes to the curb. And that always was hard for me. So I don't, I don't know what we're going to do yet, but it's helpful to know where we've come from. And same with the ornaments. I think having more traditions to maybe every year, everyone makes one ornament, right? I mean, how mm-hmm. beautiful in 20 some years plus your tree will look. And, and as the kids age, so that's something I want to start to do is be mm-hmm. a little bit more thoughtful, but I, I love that just remembering why. And, and even if it's not as relevant as it is, as it was to our days today, I think you hit right on the the themes that I've been feeling. And the word I kept getting was just the same as the void. There's this void that we kind of all step into. Nature is not asking anything of us and right now in this time. If we look back at this point, we are sheltered. We have our stores. We are just surviving. So we sleep longer, at least is how, like how I am feeling and I'm tired, I'm more tired, but that was, it was just survive. And so that celebratoriness, totally coming with community, sharing what gifts of overflow you have, knowing, wow, look at everything we did this year. And then, but also the void in the sense that we don't know what's coming. We don't know what this next year will be. We don't know what our stores and how we'll feel and 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 money and all the things that, you know, you can bring it to this point of life and humanity. Um, but we're still kind of, we have that inside of us. And my dreams have been really interesting, very vivid, very, but also 
informative in different ways. And so taking note, I think of what's coming up for you. It's a time to go inwards to, to have some of that shadow come forward and, and it's hard. That can be really hard. I know we're going to get to some of that. So the element of winter is earth, right? That totally makes sense. And, and dark, right? Where it's dark, we're tending and something I read. So I wanted just to share a few things. My husband gifted me this, the witch's herbal apothecary by, I'm going to butcher her name. I'm so sorry. And I love her. I follow her on Instagram too, Mauricia Miranowska, but I was reading it and it was funny because hers was the void too. And I was like, no way. I love when things connect like that. But it also, so it said the wheel of life archetype, what stuck out too was the crone. So we are gathering the wisdom. We are gathering, we've had that fertility and not to say we've lost it, but it's again, that creativity, we're harnessing this energy in a much different way than what is asked of us come spring, come summer. And as we move through this wheel yeah. of life, um, and also it was hermit, like non-doing rest recovery. And I think it's, it's this time to really go within integrate. I, I hear that word integration too. Um, so all those things I'm trying to bring forward and tradition wise, we always make fun Christmas cookies. That's something that my whole family is super into and yes, sugar, right? Oh, it gets hard. So, but I do love it. It's my great, great grandmother's recipe that is on lock and key. I was told I cannot share this, even though it's so simple, but we get to make those and just, I don't mm. like frosting, so we don't make frosting, but we get to do that together, make those together. And then we always get a log. Sometimes we have to buy a log. We have a lot of wood in our garage right now, but we all take a moment to write a word. So we either, I think typically we go, what is our intention for the new year? And also, <laughs> and sometimes we've done on the opposite side, what are we releasing? So all the kids, even they choose a word, we choose a word, we all carve it in or help them. And then we burn that at some point before the new year or on the new year. So that I find is really fun. Um, but I love solstice. However, I like Yule just Yule is like my new year. Yule on February 2nd, I go to much more of I feel like we're we're prepping, we're getting there. So I'll be curious when you and I do this series how we're feeling at that point, but right now it's just deep integrative work is where I'm at. Yeah. I think it's interesting that this new year's I have never felt that and just talking about like the history and traditions of like where things came from. I've never felt that the new year was an appropriate time to think of new, new year, new me, all that kind of stuff. We're in winter. Like it's like, we're not doing new things at this point. And it was interesting because I did some research and the new year used to be April fool's day, April 1st. Oh, my And the gosh. reason that, yeah, the reason that, which makes sense, right? Spring. That would be the time of new beginnings. And the reason that it's called April Fool's Day, and this is what, let me tell you, so I was like, whoever invented this day, right? Like, this is so ridiculous. And the reason that it was called April Fool's Day is because when they changed the calendar, people who were still celebrating on April 1st were then called fools. So they were considered to be the fools on that day. Look and so that's why if you're celebrating on April 1st, you were a fool. Yeah. Propaganda at its best, huh? Wow. <laughs> yes. 
And and same, it just makes me think of the Gregorian calendar. If we had 13 yes. months, they would all be the right. same amount of days. And I can't remember the specifics, but the moons would we would know exactly yes. the full moon and the new moon. Yeah. Why, y'all? Why? Why? <laughs> Can we just simplify life? We have so much happening. So much. Like just give us this. Let us be aligned with the moon and the stars right. and, and well, the reality. Yeah, because if we can, if we can go with the flow of how the earth and the moon and the planets are instead of, and I feel like probably people that are listening to this and like you and me, like we just kind of naturally are doing that anyways. We're not necessarily listening to the date as we are, you know, more like the, we're feeling into the season, but it's, uh, it's very interesting that it's like all this busy time right now is when rest needs to be. And the new year's is not, necessarily where like things are springing into life you know it's um this is not the new beginning and so it it is interesting and then yeah our the moon is a 28 day cycle but we could easily match that up with months but we don't so yeah it's we live in a man's world i think (laughs) i love men and i adore you but (sighs) sometimes <laughs> I don't know if it's just I think it's yeah there's more to it oh and this is like an ingrained <laughs> deep path that has been gone down that you just you start pulling threads and it gets hairy in there but it does, um, yeah we, do, we don't need to go down that path <laughs> but you know we've done it we understand it yeah. but so here we are back yeah. owning our lives so I think really what when I think of my podcast and my life it's like I am the rebel at heart. I don't, I look at life and go, why, why? And I get confused. And so I've really channeled like one, it was very destructive for a very long time. And then I've channeled it into this, no, let's flow, let's thrive, let's reclaim our power and our presence and decide our life for us. Hence half the time, I don't know what day it is and what is happening, but I can tell you like, oh, it was a full moon today. (laughs) It was a this today and this is how I feel. So I think it's good to know history. I'm a history major. That's what I graduated with. I love how we think and and how we've gotten to where we we are now. But (laughs) I think there's just a time and place to say, well, what works now and do that and just ignore the rest. We just live in a wild world. We don't have to be a part of it always. No, exactly. Uh, yes. You can, so you can dip in every once in a while and then just step on back. <laughs> yes. We're a part of it in the ways we need to, to again, yeah. thrive, survive, live our best yes. lives. Um, yeah. So speaking of, I didn't look up anything as- astrologically, but I did go into the Akashic records. And so I really just wanted to talk, um, talk about kind of what is happening we should be aware of and and I will share what came through with the records but I want to kick it to you first and maybe what came up or I can take it well the biggest thing for me was on I mean we just had 1212 and that's that was a big portal and I definitely felt the energy coming through on that day and then it seemed as if there was kind of there's been it just still pumping through with a lot of stuff. And yeah, the solar flares, that has been a huge impact on all of us. And I'll let you talk about that. But I really felt that a lot of the energy that came through on twelve twelve affected me and I saw it in others as well. 
How did you feel? Yeah. So Forrest, my middle son, he was a 12-12 baby, born 12-12, was fully in call. They were like, you know, Google that. It's amazing. So 12-12 is always a big day for me just because of it was a birthday for two of us. And I felt, so this last month, I just feel like I'm like getting cinched in and it's like, excitement, but shifting. And also this discomfort of a lot is bubbling. And then, mm-hmm. then I start burping, like a lot is being shifted. We are being asked to clear to upgrade. And again, I, I don't use that word lightly because I feel like upgrade ascension consciousness are all really thrown around in the sphere. And yet right now, those are the most tangible words I can use for how I'm feeling, but I've been having a lot of deep intuitive insights, having some channeling. I love to channel different beings, animals, all the things. I love get messages all the time. So I've been having some really big boom. And then I have to like integrate and then boom, it integrates. And so I can't remember if anything specific happened on 1212. If anything, I felt kind of tired. I felt like I just, again, good, but I'd say the overall theme so far of this month. And as I move into winter is just like a lot is going to come through individually that we need to listen to, but integrate again, that integration word. And it's potent. We are getting geared for a year is what I feel. So I'll kick it back to you. What were you feeling? Yeah, it absolutely. It was a lot of exactly what you said, because I was very tired and I was extremely emotional. And so kind of realizing that I had this energy that I was, I don't know if I was necessarily holding it in or what was going on, but it just, it was it just all came out on that day. And it was absolutely a lot of just mourning an old life that I had. And, um, and then realizing that like, it, it's just a, a lot of energy going through. Cause I was having, I mean, I was having a difficult time sleeping because of it. It was keeping me awake. I felt a little bit more agitated than normal. And that's what I mostly was seeing in others is agitation. And, um, I know that when the energy is so intense like that, agitation is something that does come through because people don't know how to process it, including myself. <laughs> so it's, uh, Yeah. And then once I just took the time to just realize what was going on and then allow the integration, Mm -hmm. um, then it just seemed like I could still feel the intensity, but it wasn't affecting me anymore. Okay. Yes. I would completely agree. Cause I'm looking, I'm like, it's again, I didn't like, what day is it? It's the 17th. So that only happened a couple of days ago and agitation. That's a great way yeah. to describe it because again, I feel pretty even keeled. And then it's like, Rawr, I'm a dragon, like get out of my way. I'm going <laughs> to fire everything. And same with my kids. And I have to go, what is yeah. going on kiddos? And I wanted to reflect. So I just learned something. I saw someone on Instagram do it. She's a Reiki teacher. And she was saying, so these right underneath your collarbone, kind of like diagonal down from your shoulders, these spots are like sadness spots and they're, they help you release. And you were rubbing that the whole time you were talking about like mourning and that sadness. So you were, you just, yeah, we're realizing, (laughs) I think, yeah. 
I did the same thing. It was just a couple of days ago. I was doing the same thing. And I was like, dang, I feel yeah. this. What is this? So I think being aware and allowing ourselves to have that, but then how do we repair? That's what I always exactly had to come back to with my kids too, of if we all freaked out, we all usually we're in the car now or we're somewhere and I have a moment. I look at everyone. I was like, that wasn't fun. I'm so sorry. I don't like how we talk to each other. I don't like this. And it's, it's just a moment to reflect because I'm learning. I am not perfect. I feel like sometimes I'm still a child and yet I have three children to raise. And so it's this dance that we do together and knowing I have to be the biggest person and come out and and, and apologize and repair, but to the solar flares. So I just saw, I think today or yesterday, we had one of the biggest flares, solar ejection. So essentially when the energy stored in the sun's magnetic field suddenly gets released and it does this often, these big explosions can happen. And if the earth is facing where that coronal projection is happening, it will come and come down into the earth's atmosphere. And especially our magnetic field has holes. It's not as strong as it used to be. So we can have, well, one, we're going to feel it. We are energetic beings, frequency. We will feel those high radiation waves. And there's so much more. But I think what I want to hone in on is I just keep hearing we are retooling. That is the word. We are yeah. re- getting retooled, but it's uncomfortable. It does not always feel great to have this happen. Mm-hmm. So I think we're just hitting this perfect storm. If I could use, that's what I'm hearing. And again, in preparation, because just as in our lives, it's like, you have to do this job to have the skills to learn that job, or, you know, Mm -hmm. however you want to look at that. This is what it feels like. Earth is in us as a part of this whole ecosystem. And I, in the solar system, I feel is having a lot of shifts and we are moving into a different part of the galaxy. Like that is a known thing. And so we are raising our vibration the frequency is changing. So earth is needing to change. And I trust that this, there's this synergistic relationship mm-hmm. between all of us. So I think that's what I'm feeling is just a lot of, pre- again, prep. And we don't know. We are in that void. We are in the dark. We we can't see yet what is coming, but we can trust and work with where we are at right now. Yeah. Yes. So I will also, I want to share about the Akashic records, what I went in and saw today a little bit before I came on. I just asked, what do they want us to know? Or what would they like me to share around winter? And so as soon as I started tapping in, I just like went into this funnel of snow and I'm very visual. So I'm going to give you a lot of my visuals as well as what came through and what I made sense of. And it just felt peace. Like I was like, oh, winter, like peace, grounding. And then it, when I got into the actual records and it opened, I was running through a field and it was spring and summer and I'm dancing and I'm playing and it's full grass. And then I kind of turned and I see that there's this hut and in the forest, it's all snow. And so it's, I run through, so I'm out of this like, wah, and then all of a sudden I'm kind of cold and I'm, oh, warmth. I can see there's a fire stoked. And so I'm heading inside. And so to me, that was reflective of, again, what we kind of talked about earlier. Nature is not asking much of us because nature is asking everything to settle. This is the time where 
all the leaves have fallen, the snow dampens, the minerals, the, the vegetation, things are dying, things are getting prepared to rebirth come spring. And so we are being asked to kind of do that. We don't literally shed skin. We don't literally go to hibernation, but we have, I feel our own energetic frequency type ways and physical ways, our hormones, all the things shift to, as we move into winter. So that was the first, just like, okay, this is, this is what's being asked of us. Go in, slow down, close your doors. We don't, we're looking. And I just kept looking out the window, like, oh, there's a deer, there's a, there's an animal, but I'm like, okay, but I'm cozy. I'm going to go do this inside. So hunkering in. And, and then I saw myself sleep for a long time. Like I would go to bed as it got dark and I'd get up when it got light. So that was, I mean, that's a huge amount of time. It's getting dark at 4:30 here and it's not light till 6:30. So, I mean, but that I, I could sleep that long 100%. We just don't aren't able to in this life. So, again, the hunker in, let yourself sleep as much as you can sleep even if that means giving up your morning routine or maybe doing a little later. Sleep is so necessary because we're doing so much internally processing clearing out sleep is when we detoxify, clear up all the guck. And so we need that. Um, and then I watched myself open a, what is it called? (laughs) A root cellar. I went down into a root cellar Mm -hmm. and I was storing, I was checking, like I had a checklist and I was looking at my stores going, okay, this is how much I need, or this is what I'm going to use. And then it Long me forward to I'm in a busy shopping mall and I'm getting all my Christmas items. And I'm like, oh, I got to buy this. I got to buy that. And I saw myself just like go in this rabbit hole of, whoa, we went from this like literal stores of we've made food, we've harvested, right? We have all their things. We have our wood candles and we're going to craft or read or whatever we're doing inside. Most of us do not have root cellars or stocks or think of, oh gosh, what would happen if the power went out for more than three days? Huh? You know, we just, we're so in this consumeristic, all of our needs are met if we pay our bills mindset. And it just really showed this dichotomy and this dualism of where we've kind of come from and what we've put now in its place in in this time of year. And so we're filling our house with all these random plastic gifts and then different things that we feel we need, but it's not really filling any hole. We're not really checking that primal box to make us feel safe. And then we have that hangover and of, of how much we spent and what we have. And then I just saw us in spring going, oh, now I got a spring clean and I have all this new stuff. Oh, okay. Let's go there. So it was so fascinating. That was what they really wanted me to share, I guess, and show the themes of it's a time to go inward, explore your home, explore your internal time and take stock and prep for this spring. So things will thaw and we'll go back into the world, but this is not the time. It's the time to come in, to be in your home with your close people, exchanging love, community, words, stories, storytelling also came through. We don't storytell. We just consume. Um, yes, some of us storytelling. I would say this is storytelling, but you know what I mean? We're not sitting around the fire sharing whatever we've learned. So thoughts on any of that that you want to add in? Yeah, it's, I think too, this feeling of obligation has come up. And if we can 
move beyond that into, you know, what, what feels the best for myself and my children that, and moving into that, I think sometimes with this, um, holiday season, there's, there's obligations that we put on ourselves that are expectations to please others, you know, and if we, if we understand the, the truth of like, if I'm, if I'm not there or if they're not here, there's no love lost. There's, you know, I absolutely still love everyone, even if I'm not able to obligate myself to be with other people, you know, but because it just doesn't feel right in that moment, you know, um, I think that's also important. And part, you know, part of it is we decided this year that we aren't going to obligate ourselves anywhere. We're going to just have it be us and the kids and, um, and keep it very simple. And that is something that we've really worked through, um, because we, we just, love and adore our families and want to spend time with them any moment that we can and we don't live by any of them and so you know figuring out when is the best time to have it be where you go see them or do something with them and not obligate it to a specific day because it's just that day that totally makes sense and I'm right there with you of this was for Thanksgiving. We refused. We said, we will host, mm-hmm. but you can come and we will open our home and then goodbye. And, and so kind of similar, we we have probably very small plans. We're just going to be as a family. Um, and it feels so right. I think that obligation, it, it creates guilt. It creates this feeling of just almost disgust of like, no, I, again, rebel in me is no, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to see you when really, I love these people. I would love to see you, but I hate the forced action, I think of it. Um, so finding ways around that, or that will make me feel a little bit better. And I guess that segues me to gift giving and how this time of year can come where it can put stress on our families, our relationships, kind of, again, obligation right there with, but money. And so what are your tips for the season to not break the bank or get back on track if you went a little wild of just in this theme, what are you doing differently? So, uh, gosh, years ago, we... Um, we've never, I should start with, we've never enjoyed like clutter and it's very easy to just have that, that one more item that makes you feel like you have something that's cluttered and because everything is energy, everything takes up energy. When we had more things in our home, we could feel it was just too much. So from um, when the kids were very little, we just asked for either no gifts or one gift. And we asked for experiences because, I mean, and that's my favorite gift to give and receive is the gift of an experience. And it, I mean, my favorite is when I get a gift of, I'm going to go for a walk with you on this day. Like that, that's a, that's perfect. That is what I want. We've obligated ourselves to spending time when we have busy lives and we just go and get to 
go have that time. And um, I know that like my kids would look so forward to that they would get that, you know, we're going to do, you know, my brother and sister would give like going to the water park or, you know, something like that. And then that was, that was something, the anticipation of getting to that day when that would happen was, it, you know, it's always better than the actual time. And it's just that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I have this time that I'm going to spend with these people that I love. And it, cause it doesn't have to cost anything. So that's, that's been something that we've really um, focused on. And even, you know, obviously when we were and still are pretty much tiny living, it's very important to not get any extra things. <laughs> and so um, it really has forced us a lot to continue that theme. And then it's just kind of our personality too. But it really can be just as simple as like, let's go have tea sometime or let's go for a walk and or come over and I'll cook you dinner. You know, it's it's just having that connection with people is is such a gift in general. And then just to make it so much more obvious, I just I've always just loved. It's just my favorite. Yeah. All I could think about was that's exactly what I want to do. But what I run into, I'm like, how did you set those boundaries? Because we really tried for a long time. We refused plastic toys. We refused so many things like give us a book or give us your time. And then it would slowly, slowly every year would get a little bit more. People would start gifting things and you just to a point where we're overwhelming and I'm right there with you. I would love to be a minimalist and yet things keep coming in the house. So I think for me, it's accepting that I like gift giving. I like to do that. So I have been trying to do more homemade gifts, force myself. I used to do paintings. I used to make, oh. do a painting for each person and be like, what do you want? It's not going to be perfect, but it, it was from the heart and, and they would enjoy it. I think so. Oh my gosh, um, absolutely. Yeah. Where I come to too is allowing myself to spend a little and note that that is what I want to do and whatever is best for everyone. I feel okay with that. We were celebrating a lot this year. We're in our house really settled more for it's our second Christmas, but really the first time feeling really settled stone was only a couple months last year. And so it just was kind of, yeah. it was great, but it's different. So I think what I come back to is yeah, finding those boundaries to to reset of how do I want my Christmas to look? How do I want my holidays to feel, the new year to feel? And and I don't want to break the bank. I don't want to feel that guilt hangover of, oh my gosh, I just spent way too much money. And and come back to those, the magic theme, everything we've talked about, the storytelling, the the time together, the traditions. That's what we remember when I look back. So I think there there's room to always improve, but I'm impressed. I think <laughs> like I got to get further. A lot of it was a, a lot of it was agreement with like my siblings. They agreed that that is what they wanted to do too. And then um, yeah, just talking to parents and and coming to a compromise if there needed to be, you know, like. Well, I want them to have at least something to open. It's like, okay, that's fine. Let's talk about what that something could be, you know? And I think that has helped too. And it's 
it was just kind of a, I think a mutual agreement for everybody of just having it be that that's what it was going to be going forward. It's not perfect every year, of course. I mean, there are times, there were definitely times where it was like, well, the kids really would like and need this stuff. If you would like to do that for this holiday, that would be appreciated, you know, and that has been very nice. I Absolutely. Would that's a good point. I do do that <laughs> yeah. too. I'm like, we need boots, yeah. we need coats, we need yes. these things. Yeah. And then you can have one fun yeah. thing in with it, but I love the experiences. Yeah. That's a really good yeah. reminder. And while I think about experiences, I think something that can be hard too is the feelings of grief, grief that can come up in the holidays. So specific to loss, but also maybe even reflecting on who we were, right? How you're saying mourning our old self and who maybe who we thought we'd be or where we were in the holidays, just bring that out. Everyone wants to know what's happened in your world, what's new, you know, the judgment then goes down, but how are you navigating? Are you having any of this come up? And just, I'm curious because I really love and want to connect with my ancestors and the traditions and, and bring those forward, but it's new. I think this is really my first year last year. Yes. I was in it, the thick of it after right losing my dad, but it was so fresh. This is, I'd say the first year that I'm really kind of like, huh, what do I want this to look like? And so I know you have a very similar, sadly, story too, and experience. So I'm curious how this looks like for you and your family. Yeah, the holiday season um, does definitely always bring it up. And I, I think for almost everybody, no matter when the death was or, you know, you're you're missing someone who you had some really special times with. And um, my dad died just right after um, I got married and before we had kids and um, his birthday is in October, which is really the time when I start to think about him even more than like the rest of the year. I feel like he's pretty consistent in the, in my life. And especially cause my kids are so connected. And so they'll just like bring him up in conversation randomly. <laughs> so um so there's always, he's always there just with October. He's, his birthday's in the middle of October. And then we move into, you know, Halloween, but we also celebrate the day of the dead. And so honoring just the family members that have passed and everything. And so, um, and we just, I say we, because the kids, we just feel him a lot during that time. And there's, I feel like he leaves more of those signs, you know, to be like, yep, yeah, you're right. I'm here. Yes. You know, all is well. And so there's, there's just that the time to just really remember and honor him. And then with that, it is about honoring the day of the dead is also about honoring the parts well, I feel it's all honoring the parts of you that have died and the rebirth and that. And just as you said, like looking back at who I was, there's no way I thought I'd be in the spot that I am in now in all cases, in every part of me. And it is just so much has changed. And I've 
grown to be such a different person inward. And due to that, I've realized that the outside of my life has changed so much as well, because I truly believe that like whatever is going on within happens without. Does that resonate with you? Oh, hugely. I'm just like, I don't think I could have said it better myself. Yes. Yes. It's, it's so weird to reflect back and go, I don't even feel like I was any of those people. And yet all of those made a part of me. And also, yeah, the last year was really hard with postpartum. I was in the thick of it. And I remember just, I would sit in front of this big calendar we had and I'd be like, okay, I just need to get to like October 1st because he was born September 18th. Okay. I need to get to November 1st and whatever date. And so it was almost hard for me to really even enjoy the holidays. Thanksgiving did not feel good. I, I hid and just was super agitated and unhappy. Again, it was the first holiday without our father. And that was just beyond weird. And I had just had a baby and I was like, no, I'm doing nothing. And, and, but it felt again, that guilt, like the guilt overrode me. And then Christmas was kind of an extension of it. And so I'm looking at this and I'm, I think something that's changed is one, I'm in a completely different place. Time has gone. I've, I've moved through a lot and I've chosen the perspective that a lot of the hard things and a lot of the grief has fueled a lot of beautiful things too. And so that's where I want to put my attention. And also I set up a little area. I had the same with my dad. He comes through so strong. I think I talk to him more now that he's on the other side than I did <laughs> in human form. He was so busy and I adored my father. Yeah. But he was always gone, always somewhere. And the last year of his life was absolutely beautiful. But again, it was it was because we had a diagnosis and it kind of shifted his mindset to, okay, I actually want to talk to my kids. And I love my dad. He was amazing. I don't want like that. I don't mean anything bad by it. It was just the relationship we had. So I have a little space where I will pull cards and the kids will pull cards with me. And sometimes we'll talk about him. And something I want to do is create an ornament to remember him and put it on the tree. And so he's always there with us, but we have our signs yeah. and we all talk about it and, and, and same it's, and when the grief comes allowing that grief to be felt, mm-hmm. I think that's the other piece is my kids are young enough. I think it's Lily. Our oldest is the only one who's really going to remember him. And I'm so curious mm-hmm. by your kids in the sense that they weren't born before they came, but I'm, so you did a great job sharing his memory, obviously, but I don't want that to just end. And so recognizing too, that there's a place for the dead. This has also been some huge themes that is coming up for me. Like the, the cycle that we are only alive because of the dead. And, and I think it's just so beautiful. So I loved everything you said, and I don't think I have more to add, but grief, man, grief getcha, huh? (laughs) It does. And you know, I would, I do not believe I would be the same person if my dad was still alive. And that's a very interesting thought to think about. But by him passing on, it helped me to step into this other view of life. You know, I I always kind of was curious about, you know, I always enjoyed books about fairies and fantasy and I should say spirits, not really ghosts, but, you know, all of that type of energy. 
but it wasn't until he passed that I was determined to understand it more of, oh, well, maybe I could connect with him, you know, like, and so, which just turned into this path I'm on now, but I don't know if that would have happened. And it, I mean, we all choose our life path. So it, it was, it was already drawn, but it was, it's just such a, such an interesting perspective to kind of look back and think like, and just, it's like the, um, Oh, that there's that movie that I think about it, Sliding Doors, I think it's called, where it's like one view is where she steps through the sliding door and another view or perspective of the story is she doesn't make it on the train and the two different lives that happened due to that. And it it just any little thing, any little moment can change your life to be this huge thing. And when something huge happens, how could that not change your life? Mm. You know, so. I'm full goosebumps, like, whoa, I gotta <laughs> feel that for a moment. And while you were talking yeah. about him, your screen flashed, had this big flash, and I've never seen that happen. So uh, I feel like he's right there with you. Oh, yeah, as you he were is, saying that. <laughs> but you're totally right. I don't think this podcast would be a thing if my dad didn't die. Yeah. I don't think right. a lot of things, I wouldn't have We stopped traveling. We would have kept traveling if yeah. he went to gotten sick. Um, you know, yeah. there was other grief too, and, and things and, and loss of babies, right. And miscarriage and having to navigate that. But I am totally right there with you that we choose our past. And, and I think some of it's like, I don't, I'm not even gonna open this rabbit hole of like faded first destiny, but I really think right. yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot the dead can do on the other side. And also the ramifications, like you said, that when those big things happen, you will never be the same. You can pretend you aren't, but you are not. And so allowing yeah. that to unfold in whatever comes forward and it's not easy and it's messy and it does not feel good. And yet again, I always come back to the perspective of yet there is a beauty to this all. And, and so I think I just see our dad smiling, like, look at how far we've come and look at the people we've become. And sadly they had to leave in this form. And yet I, again, I love that they can still be a part of our lives just in a different way. And I'm so grateful for that because Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine and I, and I'm like, I can't imagine because I see all my siblings feel in a completely opposite way and they just think I'm loony, but I'm like, I have such a deep reverence for him, for death, for life that yeah. came out of that. And, and so exactly. that's what I want to bring forward into the holidays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have felt that my dad felt he could do more on the other side for those who that he loved than he could in the life that he was in here in this physical life. Same. Oh, huge. I'm like, <laughs> it's so many feelings <laughs> in my body with you saying these words, but it's so, yeah. it just speaks so truth. I think that's what yes, it comes exactly. to. So much yeah. truth. Oh, thank you dads. I so appreciate oh. you both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So as we continue thinking about the holidays, I want to get our tips about maybe an, a holiday emergency kit related to health and well-being and or just how do we survive the food, the chaos, the <laughs> everything that we've been saying. I think we've done a pretty good job, but I think what would be your holiday emergency kit and or tips to just go into the holidays <laughs> feeling good? <laughs> Huge question. 
Yeah, um, herbs, right? Like, <laughs> how can you not have them? Um, oh gosh, there's there's so much with the, a holiday emergency kit with just, I mean, it's everything, right? It's what are we putting in and on our body? And it's not just like food, but also like what's the energy around us and stuff. So right now I will just talk about the the physical part of putting in and on our body because this is a lot of stuff that happens during the holidays is that there's this um like sickness i'm putting in quotes that people seem to come up with right so um i am a huge fan of nettle tea that this is my default it is such a wonderful herb it has just full body benefits and a lot of it is because it helps with the inflammation that is anywhere in your body it regulates your hormones it detoxifies the lymph system so that you can actually have proper cleaning in your body and then um you know, it has antihistamine components. So when someone's having some sort of hay fever or something like that, they can drink it and it really helps. And then it has so many vitamins and minerals that boost you. So calcium, magnesium, everybody's short on magnesium, right? And it's a big thing now, but you never know if you're getting a good kind or not. So um, magnesium, potassium, A, vitamins A, B, C, K, so on and so forth, so much stuff. And so I, anytime someone is not feeling well, I ask them to please drink nettle tea. I, I say, please drink it daily for the rest of your life. Like seriously, just incorporate it into your life. And as soon as I started to drink nettle tea on a regular basis, I saw huge improvements on my body and I, it, I believe too, it helped with my hormonal balances. I think a huge reason why I don't have symptoms for any time of my menstruation is because I've been able to help with this nettle tea and, you know, other aspects of eating well and stuff like that. But nettle tea, I really think helped to balance all of my hormones. And so I just find that, find that herb that really calls to you. Like this nettle tea has called to me so much, find that herb that's calling to you and really incorporate it into your life. I mean, there's so many that are out there, but, um, I also during this time, just like an herbal broth. So it's like a vegetable broth, but you add, thyme and oregano. Um, those are huge antimicrobial um, herbs that are really great for this time of year. And um, you can add nettle tea to or nettle to that as well. Uh, dandelion is always good. Uh, reishi is good for your immune system. And so by doing this, you can, and with broth, many of you know that you can freeze it. So you can make a huge batch and then freeze it. And then when you're not feeling well, it's easy to take it out and heat it up on the stove. And so another one is mushrooms. Mushrooms are very popular now. So um, reishi, lion's, lion's mane, and uh, turkey tail are huge. There's like the popular herbs of echinacea, Tulsi, elderberry, um, they also help with stress, which is great. So um, keeping your stress at bay is very important. And 
So it's important for you to find what works best for you. Um, for me, I have learned that I need some sort of physical movement. So I've been happy that we do have some snow so that I can ski because that helps because I can still be outside and um, doing things even though it's 10 degrees outside. <laughs> um, and then for me, I just, I need that intense workout or what's really funny is some sort of water. So just like soaking in water is huge for me, like a bath or hot springs or something, you know, the, just having those, those key things are really going to help. How about you? Yeah, I'm right there on the same thing. And I think a lot of what you shared can touch on, um, or support stress and anxiety, which comes up yeah. a lot too. But if you have more after what I share, you can definitely add in, but I think this is the perfect time for it. And I'm the same way. My emergency kit is like, when did I move my body? And if I'm sick, so this isn't like you're sick. This is like, it's the right. holidays stuff is crazy. How am I keeping myself well balanced, supported? So I second that like movement, you better move your body, whether that's so in my emergency kit would probably be a yoga mat because that's all I would need to be safe to jump around, do whatever, go for a walk, get some fresh air, sun. Again, you cover the majority that I would say of the same. My other ones that I would have add is I really adore propolis. I've been taking that a lot. So the bee propolis, we have a spray, which the kids love. And then I have a, it's a glycerate. So it's more sweet, but I take that. That's one I just happened to find. I really like Vimergy medical medium really loves his brand. Yeah. So I was like, if you like him, I will trust <laughs> them. And they seem really, really great. And I've loved all their products. So I have a nettle tincture that every day yeah. I take it and I give it to my children too. They yeah. adore it. It's hilarious. Stone will walk up and be like, ah, and I'm like, oh, you want that one? Okay, just this one. Because it's kind of sweet. As much as it's a bitter herb, it's a glycerate in the form I have. So it has a sweetness and it's not yeah. too overwhelming. So that one I always go to. I've been loving reishi too and turkey tail. Those are two that I just feel so good when I'm taking. And I've been doing ashwagandha and then a GABA magnesium at night before bed to just, I would say magnesium, no matter what, that is a staple changed yeah. my life. And I don't say that in a small way, huge way. I used to have massive muscle pains, so much issues. And so Epsom salts in your bath or a really good magnesium supplement, because a lot of magnesium, you need other things with it or a certain form yeah. to be able to really get what you need. So do your research on that. And then blue light yeah. glasses. Oh my gosh, this isn't a holiday kit, but like you better have some blue light glasses or pay to put blue light on your glasses because as someone who just works on a computer all day, it's so necessary. We we're on our screens, looking at our phones, support your eyes, the stress. Again, I feel like my physical stress and my eye strain kind of go in hand in hand. So those would be some of mine. And then lastly would be a salve, an herbal salve. Last night, really crazy. We don't have chemicals in our home. We went to an event. It was a christening for a baby. And the only thing that we could figure that we're like, this has to be it. My son, little stone, I had to go to the bathroom and I was wearing a jumpsuit. So I had to get fully naked essentially. And I had to put him down. And so he put his hands on the ground and there's like a huge puddle of water. It looks like to the right, but it's really tiny, really dark. I was like, ew, he's touching it. Got done, washed his hands, left. And last night, 
it looks like chemical burns, essentially, all over his hand, all over his skin, and put some salve on it. And you know what? <laughs> it was gone in the morning. And I was like, this is beautiful. So yeah. dry hands, chapped lips, cut fingers. I mean, I'm going to gift salve to everyone because <laughs> I never had this in my life. And I'm so sad <laughs> for my childhood yeah, and every absolutely. other child because it's so nice. So those would be my tips too, uh, because you just don't know what's going to come your way. So I love your broth idea. I love freezing your broth, make your life easy, stock up, have your kit, be ready. If you never have to use it, amazing. But a lot of what we are sharing are daily tonics. So I'd say outside of echinacea, echinacea, you should only take for a couple of weeks and then take a break and yeah. come back. Everything else for the most part that I am looking at is okay to be taking as a tonic daily and even up it. So if it's something acute, you up it and increase it and you're just going to feel better. A lot of this that you're doing, you're doing while you feel good to stay feeling good. And that's probably the biggest mindset and realization shift that I've had in my life because I grew up in a very opposite thing. You're don't do anything till you're dying and then slam and slather everything on you and hope for the best, but you don't get to that root. That's what I love about herbs. And I know you do too, because they're hitting that root cause in your body in a way that you don't always need to know what's happening, but you can trust in some of these things. I'd say, start with one to three, don't complicate it choose a few things, integrate it, feel how it feels and go from there. Okay. And my last piece, even though I just rounded off a lot would be, I always have a deck of Oracle cards or a pendulum. I really adore the pendulum, but I am always losing my pendulum. So Oracle cards are my favorite and you can even make your cards. I did this for my work and I made them all cool, beautiful, work oriented cards and they loved it. Even the men. And I was so impressed. Um, so like just have fun with it, but find a deck that feels good. It's a way to get out of your head and get the messages and feel like you can trust them. So a lot of my decks, I love the animal ones. My favorite ones I would recommend. I love Allison Charles animal power deck. And the other animal one I have is from Colette Baron Reed. It's the animal or, or the spirit animal Oracle. And both of those have just been really great supporters. Do you have a deck that you really like, or you want to share? I was, I was gifted a unicorn uh, deck and I, I don't remember the name of it, but it's from uh, Diane Cooper, I believe is her I name. And she, her. she's just yes. amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I also have an animal deck card that I love. I just can never remember. It's animal spirit. I don't, I don't know who it's by, but I, I love that one. It, it seems to be, there's definitely moments where it's like, Oh, it's the unicorn deck. And then, Oh no, I definitely need the animal deck. There's definitely moments of there because it's different messages. It's like yes. you can pull, you can pull, you can feel that pull of what needs to be said. Yes. I have way too many decks. I mean, I have an abundance <laughs> and a love for all my decks and I trust when I'm led to one, but yeah, I say start with one, but at least get two at some point. So, cause I'm the same trust. There's different yeah. messages, different things that want to come through, but on the animals, I have such a deep connection to animals and have had so many animal encounters throughout my life that are just amazing. But even more as I grow as an adult and just intuitively 
I am amazed by the profound and simple ways I have found to connect and receive messages. And so I wanted to ask, are there any animals or animal spirits that you're currently working with in this time of year? The fox seems to really have come in um, lately. I, I've actually, I had never seen a fox in my life out in the wild. I don't know if I saw one in a zoo or not, but um, I can just honestly say I've never seen a fox in my life until the last couple months when we moved here. And um, the other day I was driving the kids to school and we had one just run right in front of us. Like it was very, just like, look at me right here, here I am. And we were all super excited, except my youngest was very disappointed and very frustrated because he did not look up fast enough to see it. And I just said, well, buddy, that's okay. You know, you'll, you'll definitely see one. And then we just drove a tiny bit further down the road. And there was a Fox that was just sitting right in the middle of the road. And it, it was just like, Hey, here I am look at me. You can see me now. And so definitely slowed way down. And I, cause I didn't want to scare it either or hit it if it didn't move. <laughs> but, um, and so he got to see it at that point. And what was really funny is later in the day, uh, we were all talking and explaining that we saw the Fox and my husband had said that he had one walk right in front of him at work on the same day. And so yeah, it was just like, oh, okay, there's definitely a message for the family from this fox. And when I, I just Googled it, I just looked online and um, it just said that to find a balance of work and play. And it was, there was a whole bunch of other messages, but that was the one that kind of stood out because I have been working a lot and I definitely needed a reminder of that. And it was, it was a nice way for me to just kind of think like, okay, how, how can I, how can I just take a breath and find that balance? Yeah, that's how about you? and how, but like how potent I just have to sit. That's so rare that that yeah. would happen. The fact that right. two came back to back and was like, I'll help your son out. Here you go, yeah. everyone. I think that's so <laughs> beautiful. And Fox yeah. is, is so potent is such a, like a mystery type. Yeah. I like the play. I like the balance, but I feel like there's more, there's more to it, but I think you'll get it as it comes right yeah. now. That's the message. I think so too. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel complete when I, when I read that, I was like, yeah, that's right. But it, it felt like a bigger message that it, um, I'm not quite ready to hear yet, which it happens. I tend to be stubborn. So. That makes sense. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and I get that. I get that too sometimes. And it's like not time yet. And I go, oh, fine. I'll wait. Yeah. But deer has been huge. I mean, to the point where it's just uh -huh. almost comical every day. It's rare. I don't see a real life deer. And I mean, deer are prolific around here, but not every day. Usually do I see one and when I went into the records earlier today, that has been coming forward when I go intuitively inside and, and get messages. But what came forward in the records was he had a third eye in his head. And so it just felt like there is this deep intuitive connection. And to remember this, again, it was like this, our senses might be dulled right now, but there is this ancient wisdom and power there. And can I relax and trust into this deeper wisdom and that I'm held in this bigger fabric of life. And it's, it's just interesting, but it just feels like open heart again, intuition. I'm listening the path forward 
And, um, I just loved it. And the other ones are crows. So crows have been around. They really started coming up right before I gave birth to stone a couple months before his birth. Oddly, all the license plates, not all, but a very large percentage of license plates have CAW. So caw in them. So I would see them. I just started noticing it and I was like, what is happening? And, and just get the crows, but it feels very ancestral. feels almost like my dad too. Like they're just watching, they're there. And what also came up was between both of these, and I've been seeing a lot of dark goddess, the mother archetype has been coming up. I keep hearing Liz, mother of gods, God of mothers, mother of gods, God of mothers. And I'm like, yeah. what does this mean? But I think it's just, as, I will figure that out. But like, that's a message I've been getting. But there's this like wrapping of their wings around us and this trust too of who we are and our feminine selves and the power inherent in ourselves. And I think that's what I love about animal encounters because there is such potency when you have them. If you are taking note, I no longer kind of go about my day not noticing, but it there is magic in the mundane and animals are here. I can't, I'm like hiccuping all of a sudden if you are ready and willing to listen. And so I kept hearing too, that it's like a transportation into this other space. Like when you're eye to eye with an animal, especially if it's like a bear, like a big encounter and even small, when you know, like, this is weird. Like today saw no bees, nothing lost my wallet was frantically looking, went to go get in my car and there's a big bumblebee on my car door. I still don't really yeah. know what that meant. It felt good, but I never found my wallet, but I was like, okay, just get lighthearted, move forward. That stung. Maybe that was the like, Ooh, this stings. I lost this, um, but move on. And so there's just so much strength and, and wisdom that can come through. So I think we'll touch more on the animals and come back to it, but that's, what's been coming up for me. Yeah. So just when you were talking about the godmother, it just because of the deer, I mean, all of that represents so much of the divine feminine. And I know that that's such a huge topic to get into, but um, we're just moving more into being in a energy of the divine feminine. Yeah. We're having to rebalance. And I think it has yeah. to come out very strong because it yes. has to get to the point where and the divine masculine has been for so long. And I would say even not exactly. divine, but the masculine. Yeah. And we're, so we're retooling it and figuring that out. Again, that retooling keeps coming back. But yeah, it feels big. And it's usually a stag that I see, but not always. It's it's both. It's male and female that I mm -hmm. will see. So just notice any of yeah. you out there listening or having connections or often see something, start to inquire because there's usually something there, especially if it's repetitive or you're starting to notice it. And to round us out with this beautiful, lovely episode, how are we each living wildly in this moment and season? So Liz, what are you up to right now? Yeah. So we are stationary in a house and that is wild. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know that it might sound different, but it's, you know, it's not planning our next move. It's um, yeah. So we're, we're definitely living in a different, um, a different way of life than we have in a long time. And with this cold weather, it's not something I've ever experienced. And so just having these new experiences, 
experiences with living in, you know, I grew up going to the mountain to ski, not necessarily being in the mountain. Um, and so, yeah, just picking up skiing after not skiing for, gosh, I think it's like 15 years, which is just crazy to think about, but it was oh definitely gosh. before children. So not that's, that she's, yeah. yeah, that's big, Liz. That's so, so big. And it, what popped in my head was when I've learned about mountains, especially astrologically or like cart- the cartography of when your mountains are like earth shakers. So they are big change, big lessons, yeah. big transformation. I feel like you've had a lot of that. However, <laughs> I think there's such a beauty, but I also see this like firming of yourself by being in this mountain area and skiing is such a wonderful, beautiful way to move your body, be a part of nature and just explore your new landscape and your new home. That sounds wonderful. Well, what about you? (laughs) How are you moving wildly? Tell me. Yes. Right. It's such a big question, but at at this moment I am trying to try new things. So my husband, Steven took us out for our anniversary date night to go rock climbing. So Lily has started rock climbing for a club at a a local gym and I was really nervous and I was like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't know. I haven't done it since I was a kid. I loved it. Oh my gosh. I am obsessed and just want to go all the time. It's so hard. It's a puzzle. It's a challenge. It moves my body in a way I've never had to use, but I also feel so strong and good. So I'm trying to listen and and do new things. Like we outgrow other things too. And not to say I'm dropping anything, but um, just to explore what else is out there has been fun and seeing what will come of it. And then the other piece would just be, I have been going, like I've kind of shared throughout this, like so deep within myself, having a lot of messages, having a lot of things plant that I feel are going to become seeds and fruit at some point. And I'm just curious and excited because it's been a long time. I used to have a really, really deep and intricate and quite wild practice of um, channeling, of getting intuitive messages for myself and just like energetic upgrades in a way, just these huge things that would come through. And then I haven't had that in probably two years. And I kind of was like, why is it so quiet? What's happening? And they're like, well, it's time again. Let's go. (laughs) So I'm sure I'll share more about what that looks like in time, but a lot of deep inner work for me right now. I love it. Yes. Well, thank you, Liz, for another lovely Soul Shine series episode. I am so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for our friendship. This was amazing. And thank you all to you listening and showing up and pressing play for us and living your wild life. So we love you all and appreciate it. And Liz, we will talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the Live Wildly podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. It goes a long way to helping gain new listeners and fills my heart to see your reviews every time it comes through. It just keeps me inspired and going on this journey. 
And if you'd like to learn more or follow Olivia further, you can check me out at www.olivia-ashley.com. And just there's a lot there that you can check out and you can learn more about the podcast episodes. You can also follow along on Instagram at wildlyolivia or at Live Wildly Podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you listeners and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks again.